I'm Courtney. I'm Joe. And, and this, this is Courtney, Courtney and Joe, Joe Spoil, Spoil Everything. everything. Courtney, today we adventure to someplace warm, a place where beer flows like wine and beautiful women instinctively flocked like the salmon of Capistrano. Talking a little place called West Covina. Only two hours from the beach, four with traffic. <laughs> West Covina, California. <laughs> today we're doing Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, uh, something I know way too much about. Not the show, but in real life. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Elaborate a little bit on that. Not going to go. All right, fine. Whatever. We're going to dive head first. So when I was a senior in high school, my buddy and I were hanging out and I was like, oh, crap, I have to pick up my girlfriend at the time from volleyball practice. So he went and picked her up. She was so angry that my friend came with me when we were hanging out and I didn't want to be late. He was being super nice by just picking her up for me. <laughs> Third wheel. And she got so mad. We got in this huge argument inside. He's outside laughing his ass off. She proceeded to, to take a swing at me. So I left <laughs> as I was leaving. She punched out her bathroom window with her fifth. That is truly crazy. Certifiable. That's what we call an overreaction. (laughs) In the biz, that's what we call an overreaction. Yes. Um, How old were you? 18. And how long did you date after that incident? Too long. Four more years. (laughs) (laughs) Too long. Too long. (laughs) Sometimes they're crazy. I don't have any good stories. Maybe I was the crazy ex. No. Probably. I could see it. Nah, I'm pretty nice. <laughs> I had the same boyfriend for a decade. So. That's true. Well, me and Lindsay have been together for nine years in change. There you go. You forget about all the other people. Yeah, thank God. Uh, <laughs> thank God I found someone normal. So when I was first looking into Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, I was reading a, a little excerpt. And I was like, Courtney, what the F are you doing to me? It said, throughout its four-season run, the, the show consistently drew low ratings yes. while receiving rave review from critics. It's one of the lowest rated shows in television history. history. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? No one's going to listen to this. We took no a dramatic departure. It. We took a dramatic departure. We went from NYPD, which is one of like the biggest shows ever. And she's like, I don't know. I don't know. But it's critically what? claimed. Like it did. It had <laughs> since she brought it up lowest rated show on broadcast tv to ever get a third season it had a really really small audience but that audience were diehard fans and it lasted as long as it did because it premiered at the right time so came out october 2015 what happened was it was toward the end of when the cw had their first streaming deal with netflix and hulu so the network had a big influx of cash so it gave them a little more wriggle room to keep like the lower rated shows that had a devoted audience like you said the critics really liked it it was acclaimed um it actually won two of the three emmys that the cw ever received (laughs) just nobody saw the show (laughs) it was like one person that does the emmy voting was the fan it's just rigged the whole thing it's crazy and we are gonna have a guest star on the, our next episode i mean so a couple people watched it i guess yeah, special guest episode coming i am gonna dive into the characters okay it was created by rachel bloom couldn't tell you who she is but she was alana glazer's roommate in college 
Oh, cool. Broad City Connection. Yep. The writer for this, Aline Brosh McKenna. Uh, she wrote 27 Dresses. Yep. D Wears P, which I love. Love the it. Prada. Um, Laws of Attraction. So fun fact about her. She's a daughter of immigrants. Her father is an Israeli-born engineer who has 30 patents. Oh, that's cool. Well, you can see um, you can see some of that character development, that rom-com like humor worked into this. You know, for that scene, yeah. like 27 dresses, like that quirky kind of. I think that she actually saw Rachel Bloom made like comedy viral videos. And that's how she saw her. It's not like they knew one another. Like she saw Rachel make those videos online and then wanted to like basically work with her. That's pretty cool. Yeah. She also graduated magna cum laude from Harvard. So super smart. Yeah. The producer, Mark Webb uh, of this show, he actually directed 500 Days of Summer, uh, Amazing Spider-Mans with Andrew Garfield. Yuck. Mm -hmm. But the coolest thing is he directed Yellow Cards Ocean Avenue music video, My Chemical oh, Romance, oh. Helena. Uh, Fergie, London Bridge. He filmed a lot of music videos. And a fun fact about him is he filmed a Three Doors Down music video in Madison, Wisconsin at West High School, where he attended as a student when he was Oh, younger. that's fun. That's cool. That's all kind of your like, um, your like punky music you like, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's my emo jams right there. Yeah. Next is Vincent Rodriguez, who plays Josh Chan. Yeah. Uh, he's in Designated Survivor. Who what? It's Satriable. <laughs> fun fact about him. He has black belts in Taekwondo and Shotokan. I don't even know. I didn't even know oh. that was a type of martial art. They have black belt in it. And also, he's a trained musician. Uh, magician. Ooh, that's so cool. The salutatorian of my high school as a professional magician. And he was on Penn and Teller Fool Me twice. It's quite an interesting like outlet. Yeah, it's some magic is cool. Some magic is questionable. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Last thing i'm gonna do San, uh santino fontana who plays greg he does uh he's in shades of blue sisters royal paints and he is in frozen he is hans from frozen oh that's funny that's cool I thought that was really cool yeah uh, that's just fun fact that he's hans from frozen nothing else i couldn't really find anything else about him but i'm like that's cool you know why because i knew right away <laughs> once this broke out into a musical which i didn't know it was gonna be um i figured out that a lot of them are probably broadway people you know that this was originally crafted for showtime right what weird right yeah it was actually gonna have a budget yeah god and it was only gonna be half hour on the sh on showtime it got switched to a one hour when it was picked up by cw and it was made a little more you know network friendly shall we say a half hour this isn't this isn't as deep. This isn't deep enough for a half hour. You're going to need a whole hour for these. Yeah, because there's original. Obviously, as you'll notice, they burst out into song. So it's a musical, which I didn't know. Um, they have original songs every episode, usually about two to four of them. First season had 49 original songs. That's quite an undertaking. Um, what I thought was a fun fact was a few of the songs they'll actually record twice. They'll do a clean version and then they'll do an explicit version. And then um, Rachel Bloom puts the explicit version like on her YouTube channel. It's oh, kind of that's funny. really cool. Yeah. Is it ever still up? I think so. Because I went on her page a little bit because um, she got popular with some like weird songs. Like one of them was like, I want to fuck Ray Bradbury or something. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we have to definitely explore those before the next episode i think at first glance you look at the show and you're like all right this is kind of like a fluffy really quirky weird musical show um but it's really seated in realism mental illness uh it was important to rachel bloom that she is the main character 
have an average body type. She didn't want to work with a personal trainer or anything like that. She wanted to cast people of all ages, races, body types. Um, And then, of course, as the main character, she has what we know about in the first episode, depression and anxiety, um, which she takes pills where that she flushes. But um, this show even though nobody watched it has been really come really well known for a great example of mental illness because she's a character that's easy to identify with. She's quote unquote normal for all intents and purposes. She's smart, hardworking, funny. She's friendly, but she's also got these flaws, these things she struggles with. Um, They're amped up for humor here, of course, but they're real. So she's someone who's living with mental illness, but still managing to make a life for herself. Whereas other shows, sometimes you see it as such like a dark and depressing thing that debilitates the people. Um, But here is the main focusing of the storytelling of the show. So they're really bringing to light mental illness and trying to do it in a way that can it can be easily talked about and identified with. Yeah, I like the fact that you have a high functioning person with a mental illness. She's a lawyer. She's about to get partner. Right. You know, you find out in the beginning there, there's I like that angle. Actually, the actor actress in real life, she has OCD uh, that plays oh, Rebecca. OK, yeah. So I find it interesting and I enjoy that. Uh, I liked, you know, hearing all that. I'm like, wow, the, the she really did what she you know set out to do. It was a diverse cast. They're just regular people. You know what I mean? Right. Right. I, th- I mean, I think she definitely I read somewhere that she won some kind of award or some kind of recognition um, from the Asian American community because of Josh. I mean, you don't often see, which we should see more of, Asian male leads. Yeah, it's hard to really think until recently, Crazy Rich Asians, um, which obviously premiered long after the show. Right. Uh, but, you know, that's a movie, so it's a completely different ballgame. And that was an all pretty much predominantly Asian cast. So, uh, yeah, it, it's it's nice to see some diversity and, you know, when you watch a diverse show like this, I don't really pick it up that much. It's not. I like when shows are like making you aware that they have a racially diverse cast. They don't try to shove it down your throat. It's just like these are real people. Like I don't pick up on that. Yeah, it doesn't you know what I mean? even. It's not even just um, racial diversity, age diversity. I mean, the woman who's the paralegal that's going to be like her friend now is probably <laughs> I love her. significantly older than her, right? Like I would say, like 15, 20 years older than. I don't know. I'm I'm guessing because I'm thinking she's supposed to be like twenty six in the show. Yeah, the first episode. This woman's probably like mid forties, right? Imagine being 26. Nah, she has to be older than 26. Well, it says 10 years after camp. And in camp, what could she be? 16 to 18. I only say that because I'm 30 and I'm not like a partner <laughs> at a firm. I'm just trying to like push it off yeah. to be like, yeah, no, she's yeah. older than me. I, I have time. Um, yeah, she's one year <laughs> younger than me and a few years older than you. So <laughs> she <Yeah>. is. <laughs> yeah, so I think that I like that there was um, some different ages, some people that we just simply have not seen before just because i think they're not typical tv faces yes i like that i enjoy it i know we talk about it and i sometimes joke i'm like i don't know who this is or whatever i i like that yeah you know sometimes you have you bring in like one main character one big name it kind of overshadows the rest of the cast in certain cases um we've had a few except like 24 
you know, Keith was the the big name, but I didn't feel like he definitely didn't overshadow some characters because we were interested in other characters and what happened to them. Yeah, and I think the difference here is I can compare the show kind of to Broad City because they're both kind of like offbeat shows. The first episode of Broad City, you had Fred Armisen. And so like you already have like a few like recognizable people. And here, I felt like we were watching a show that no one had ever seen before. It's like, I don't really know any of these people. And like, I'm trying to like pick out a face I might know. And you kind of just don't, which is interesting. I haven't seen them since. You know, this might be that Broadway thing you were talking about. You know, I'm not a Broadway person. Yeah. But these people could be like predominant in that community. Right. But who knows? All right. We're going to get into the live view. In the beginning, when Rebecca's getting dumped and she's yelling at her mom, <laughs> that is you yelling at Teddy and Justin when they make a noise while you're recording. <laughs> I like laughing out loud because I'm like, that's spot on when you start flipping out. Oh my gosh, it is me. Well, you know, that mother was also quite brazen, just like my dog. So <laughs> She wasn't. You didn't even see her. She was sitting in the car beeping the horn. You see her later on. She's kind of a witch to uh, Rebecca. Yeah. I thought it was so weird that they're the same people playing the same, <laughs> like, yes. the same characters, just younger, so significantly weird. younger. It was just, I just thought that was so weird. It's like you putting on a baseball cap and me putting in pigtails and being like, we're 16 now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and just be like, oh, poof. Now they're older. Um, yeah. <laughs> I like when she goes, my first sexual awakening. I was like, oh, things really got steamy at drama camp. <laughs> Seriously. So it, like she has this like dream of being like a singer or an actress. I, I took it even though like in camp, she just was like back up. She's like, oh, do you hear my solo? Did you, She didn't, wasn't a solo. She said like two words. He goes, I think you're really dramatic and weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's always weird when you have like your first breakup and it's very much one person trying to tell the other one it's over and the other person not understanding that it's over. She goes, I love you. And he goes, thanks for that. <laughs> like it's so <laughs> What else are you going to say? Thank you. Well, see you later. Yep. Fast forward 10 years. She had this breakup. She's super bent out of shape about it. It looks like she ended up, you know, becoming a lawyer. She's about to get some happy news that she's going to become a partner at the law firm. Yeah. She already was a little, I mean, you could tell she was unhinged when she was a teenager, which was okay. She was a teenager. But as soon as the girl tells her she's going to get the promotion, she's like, she can't quite deal with it. She goes outside, like starts like doubting a bottle of pills. Well, (laughs) she sees that ad and it says, you know, are you truly happy? And I swear that was me at my last job. So my last job sucked so bad. Even on its best day, I would be like walking to or from like the train. And I'd be like, what happens if I just get hit by one of these cars? I wouldn't have to come in here anymore. Maybe I could get, you know, put on some sort of like medical leave. (laughs) I was like, I can't. Like even on the best day, I was like, I literally can't do it. Well, that's called a quarter life crisis when you start questioning your job and your life. Seriously, no, I do. I do that every couple years. What are you talking about? I'm like, what the fuck am I doing right now? You're what we call chronically unhappy. Yeah, no, (laughs) it jobs. Yes, my new job that I start Monday is looks very promising. Um, super cool group. Really excited um, to get started there. But yeah, I was like. I connect. It's like sometimes you just got to like have a little mental breakdown 
in the middle of work day, even when you get good news. (laughs) Yeah. But I thought it was funny because I I didn't, as I say, we didn't quite know this was going to turn into a musical, right? So it's funny that there was like, when she's looking up at a sign, like the arrow moves and stuff. I was like, oh, you start thinking like, what kind of show is this going to be? Because up to that point, it was a little hard to tell. Yeah. And it kind of like shines a light. It's kind of, I think, I don't know if that's like a musical thing. Direct your attention and move things. I don't know. Well, of course it is because... I don't know about the movement part, but spotlights. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like the it like the light directs your attention. Yeah, to what's coming. yeah. I don't know. I've never seen a real musical. I'm sorry. What? You've never seen a musical? No. What? 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 How is that? How does that shock you? I go to New York City all the time. I just don't go to see musicals. What the fuck? I go there to eat and experience culture, real uh, culture. Then you're not, not experiencing culture. fucking culture walking dirty streets and not seeing any musicals. They're like six hundred dollars a ticket. It is and- untrue. They're like four hours. I don't have that kind of time. Like I'm there for a good time. I'm there for a good time, not a long time. All right. (laughs) That's insane. We're going to a musical together and I'm going to pick out the weirdest one. I The fucking Harry Potter one's 12 hours. Why would I want to watch a Harry Potter musical? Get that out of my fucking face. (laughs) I'm talking about a real musical. Like what? I used to be in them in school. I'd rather be in one than watch one, to be honest with you. I could see see you being in like Oklahoma or something. Damn straight. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Anyway. Yes, some kind of light direction. You know, it's very much like a stage show we're watching, but like a comedy series wrapped into it. Yeah, so there's an arrow that points to Josh. She runs into Josh. She starts getting all these feelings again, and she's like already panicking about where she is in life. Josh gives her one of his cards. Why don't you just add each other on Facebook? What's this? You're acting like this is 1997. Jesus. I don't Um, know. He goes, "I I don't quite like him. He seems like he's still immature. He goes, oh kick back with my buds and skateboard and then he's like 91791 and does like i don't know fucking finger guns or finger something guns. <laughs> so weird he's like weird and he goes oh if you're i knew you're gonna be so successful and hot like he's so vapid he's so he hasn't grown up she's fucking you know she's the one who's supposed to be like crazy but he would just seem like ugh to me yeah i didn't quite get it and then it launches into the musical Covina. did you expect it to launch into a musical no i had no idea this is a musical me either man i was like oh is this just gonna be like some kind of like fever dream and i was like nope it keeps going yeah i thought it was like a flash mob scene that they have but i actually really like that song it was funny it was quirky it was in a strip club at one point it was just so random yeah like i was just like this is actually not bad i like this this is funny entertaining i very aware that i'm watching a musical but it's funny yeah sing us a ditty west covina california (laughs) at the end she goes only two hours from the beach i looked it up though in reality west covina is 45 minutes to an hour from the beach is it a shithole like they like it is and i think it's just a regular ass town you know what i mean yeah everybody goes to the walmart you know like stuff like that yeah so she decides to up and move her entire life quit her job to go follow josh chan and try to move into west covina and become a lawyer there she's perform like when she was doing like the whole theatrical thing explaining how she like was moving i wrote live look at me on a tuesday afternoon in my living room performing for the dog like <laughs> i just like i just like sing all the things i'm doing like oh i'm gonna watch some tv like you that's know? me in the car i just i put on full concerts it was i wrote at one point i go this show is manic 
like even before I realized like really that she had um some like mental illness things like the show itself is manic it makes you feel like your head's like spinning kind of no I definitely get that I didn't quite get the like I got the idea of like her pills but I just thought like she was just nervous you know just pop Zanny in the middle of the day that's pretty uh-huh. normal you know what I mean? I didn't yeah. I didn't know that they were like, whoops, because when she gets to her new apartment in California, she dumps all of her medicines down the drain. And I'm like, this yeah. is going to get bad because yeah. you can't just do that. And also, if you're on like medicine like that, you can have like seizures and shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's some definite the chemical balance of your brain. Jeez. Definite downfalls to not taking the right meds. And you know that there's a bigger issue because when the mom's calling, she's such like a oh, like a naggy mom. And she's just like, oh, is this going to be like that suicide attempt you had in college? Didn't even break the skin. Like she's saying wacky shit. But underneath yeah. that, there's like, oh, this poor girl has been suffering for quite some time. Well, because her mom wanted her to go to like a law camp, not trauma school. Yeah. After she broke up, she decided to go to that camp the next year and not go back because Josh was wondering where she went. Right. And then you have her mom just like giving her shit on the phone. So you're like, obviously, this is some sort of like pressure to be someone who she isn't. Yeah, because she was very happy to leave like that bougie firm to go to what looked like a low budget rent-a-car place. Love. <laughs> <laughs> the boss she had was a little out of touch. Yes. Uh Racist off-the-cuff jokes, uh, obsessed with Indian art, and decides to call himself one-eighth Chippewa, and he wants everyone to call him Chief. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, maybe you can start that. Yeah, he's like, no one's catching on to it. Maybe you can start that for me. And then he has like a breakdown in his office saying that he wants her to be his Jew in court to go against his ex-wife yeah. who has a Jewish person. As yeah. her lawyer. And I'm like, wait. I could barely write anything in this part because I think I was just watching it. Like, what? Like, what does this part mean? <laughs> like, oh, God. No. Very unsettling. Uncomfortable. But there was a part that you can definitely attest to when he's talking about the restaurants in town and how the, the Marriott has a great restaurant inside of it. And I can only imagine that's what life is like in northern New York. And I was like, this is, this is what Courtney and her friends talk about. Oh, have you seen the wine bar inside the inside the marriott we do not go to the marriott we go to like the applebee's <laughs> somehow that's better no it's probably worse but that when as soon as she walked into the bar i go oh my god this packed bar is making me a little anxious because like i'm just thinking about like all the covid like i'm just like oh, there's too many people close to each other <laughs> yeah it's very weird to see just normal people being normal on television i don't like it yeah um Makes me miss the old days. Yeah, we ate at a restaurant on break sometimes that was in a hotel. We did. Yeah, it was right down the street from And the food was delicious. So she's walking around the office and she gets introduced to the paralegal, who is awesome. She is so funny. You didn't like her? I didn't care for her very much up front. Up front, because she came off as like snooty and like a Karen. Yeah. (laughs) It could only be described as a Karen. Yeah. The, my favorite part is the communications woman, and she gives her like a death grip, and all of a sudden the paralegal goes, she went to a woman in business seminar, came back with a death grip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's a communications person, and she barely says anything. Yeah, she's just, oh, that's just super funny. I laughed out loud. Oh, there, are, there are some good like little one-liners in this. So she finds out then that josh chan's gonna be at a bar that's what i was wondering how did she find that out i don't know because josh wasn't there when she got there maybe he like checked in on facebook 
because later we find out that she checked his Facebook like 60 something times during the day. Yeah, because well, because she's like, I was like, did she actually set up a time to meet him or like, how'd she know it was I was puzzled by that part of it. No, I think maybe he like checked in online or something. And then by the time she got there, he was gone. Yeah, but. I'm going to call it right now. She's going to end up with the bartender. That's what I think, too. I like him. I actually, as it was happening, I wrote, I have a feeling this guy is going to be like her friend on the show, like her, you know, like, you know, confidant, whatever. And I think she will end up with him, too. I love when he was like, you're ignoring me. So you're obviously my type. <laughs> He's pretty witty. He had some good liners that she wasn't even like picking up on. He's asked her on a date already. Like, he's just... He's just going for it. Yeah. And she didn't notice. That's that's the best part. She's like, oh, so we're going to, to going to meet Josh. Yeah. That's his beer. I thought she was going to down it. I know. Gross. He's like, you just missed him. That's his beer over there. I thought she was going to just lick it. When she goes home to get ready, though, is me getting ready for any occasion. Just like singing to myself in the mirror, putting on weird shit. <laughs> just... The sexy getting ready song. Sexy getting ready song. R.I.P. <laughs> Nipsey Hussle. Who was the the rapper on that? He, he was he got assassinated like <gasps> last year. Oh my god! Yeah, I didn't know what he was from, but he's actually pretty funny in this. Oh yeah, I really I, I had like... never heard his music beforehand. I just knew of um his death, but um I thought it was weird that she waxed her butthole during the musical. There was number. a lot of weird stuff. I go, wow. <laughs> There's one like getting the the stash bleached shaving like using a pumice stone i was like oh my god it's like brutality to look half decent yeah and she's like definitely overdressed for a housewarming party she comes yeah. out with like this pink number that's like super tight i'm like what the hell that's yeah so and weird. the guy is like i think the bartender was still in like the same thing and they're like now let's look how the guys get ready and he's like snoozing on the couch exactly that was a really good part sound what that's how they say it sexy getting ready sound <laughs> <laughs> It's called the sexy getting ready song. They end up going to the party to get the bartender to shut up. She keeps making out with them so she can look around to see if we can find Josh at the party. She's like, I'm hungry. And then they go in the kitchen to move around like, hey, I'm warm. Can we go outside? Now I'm cold. So she's like trying to find him at this party. It was she. And then she started doing like baby talk. She's like, where's the little boy going? Like just weird. Like, Ugh, yeah, I gross. wrote men do not like baby talk. Oh, so disheartening. Yeah, that was pretty. Um, I felt pretty bad for him <laughs> in that part. I'll be honest, because he's like, I really need this. Yeah, <laughs> but I can't with a crying girl yeah. because we find out that Josh has a girlfriend and he moved back home to be with her. Kind of left that out. Yeah, and then the paralegal ends up at the party. Yeah, I go creepo, just showing up at the party. She's relentless. <laughs> to prove a point that she knew that she was hiding something, that she knew someone, because no one just moves to Wescovina on a whim. The bartender said that he was half Italian. She goes, I can always tell. Yeah, I had that line written down. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> I feel like she's going to be like the Dwight to her gym. Yeah. Like they're secretly friends, but they tease each other and shit. And Frenemies. Yeah, I could see that. She's definitely, it's definitely a weird dynamic because all of a sudden like as soon as rebecca's having like a meltdown now she wants to like be her friend and mm -hmm. she's like you're not crazy you're doing it for love you're brave like, yeah she just so fuels her fire and then they both hear the phone ring and they're like it's him we yeah. found out josh texted back like two days later so he's just texting back now that his girlfriend's not around yeah he's a jerk he's a fucking yeah. jerk i'm not i don't dig on him i will say that up front i don't they're like okay now it's time i go now like this woman's gonna chime in on the song too is the song exist in her mind are we watching a real musical are these like manic episodes 
Actually, oh, that's that's a good thing. That's a good, like, a manic episode that she starts singing in her head because she, like, reverts back to her drama days. That's, like, a that's like a cool way to look at it. That's what I was thinking. Like, maybe, maybe the show, I mean, the show is a musical, but maybe the show isn't a musical in that it's kind of just going in her mind. Like, um, I'm trying to think of another example. Oh, there's a show now. That's, Zoe's that's a... Extraordinary Playlist, yeah. which I love. Yeah. Which, yeah, in her mind, people are singing and dancing and everything else when really they're kind of just like doing their work or whatever. And it's their inner thoughts is what she's seeing expressed. So I was thinking maybe this is along those lines where these are her thoughts in her like manic state that are kind of playing out, you know? Yeah. No, that's a really good way of looking at it. I did not even think of that. I don't know necessarily that there'll be an answer to that. I think it's maybe like an interpretation of this, but um, I think it would kind of depend maybe like there's so many songs. Like I say, there was 49 in one season so far in the first season. So I guess maybe it'll depend on what those songs speak about. And then we can kind of get like a better understanding of that. Well, yeah, it ends on a pretty fire song where Nipsey Hussle calls yeah. <laughs> like all, all the girls that he that. Uh, dated before and apologize for like them getting ready and stuff. Like Sorry taking, you had to wear that bathing suit made of coins on the roof. I know coins conduct electricity. However he said it. And it was called. <laughs> Bitches to apologize to list. It was kind of like the Billy Madison list when he has like the lipstick and he's like crossing out all the names. I like at the end, I go, I'm this friend. She goes, you want to go drive by his house? Like, because she's like magically found the address on the internet. Uh, I've, I've seen that. I've seen that in person. I was at a buddy's house and this girl just straight parked outside. You could see my car in the driveway in his car. And she's like, I know that you're home. Like texting him. Yep. We were just in the living room hiding behind the couch being like, what is going on right now? Yep. I have seen, I can't say too much in case they listen, but I've definitely uh, driven by with a friend by her ex's house and seen another one of our friends coming out of the house and both of them turned white in the dark, <laughs> like all the color drained from their faces. Uh-oh. Yeah. We also, when we were young, this, is, this isn't crazy. This is more like when you're young and have a crush. When we were young, before we could drive, one mom would pick us up after, we used to do this thing. In small towns where you walk around town. It was before the days of cell phone. And, you know, you'd go get like a fry at McDonald's. You'd walk around the park. Like, there wasn't a lot to do. And then one mom would pick you up at the end of the night. And whoever picked us up, which was usually my mom, we would have to go by all the guys' houses that we liked. So, like, there would be like a route home and going by all their houses. And usually we, they were older than us. They were like seniors that we liked. Okay, you'd make that judgy face all day. Your girlfriend punched out the bathroom window. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> at night that's weird um you want to know a fun a fun fact about that my dad would sometimes go to the wrong girl's house to pick me up <gasps> pimp yep <laughs> he's like i'm at the house you were at yesterday i'm like i'm not there joseph why are you in that driveway get the fuck out of there <laughs> retreat oh boy and that was like before gps so i had to like explain how to get from that house to oh, the new house no 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 yep it happened. How many of them are probably driving by your house right now, Joe? Just doing the crazy, ex, just doing crazy, the crazy ex parade outside. We're too old. Like You're at a, a threshold where you have something wrong with you if you're doing that. Yeah, now you're just a stalker. If you do yeah, now it's not. Now the police can get involved. It's not cute anymore. <laughs> They're like, I'm social distancing. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Maybe that's where my underwear keeps going. I keep, I keep losing underwear. So overall... 
What do you think of it? I like it more now that you prefaced with the background about mental illness and stuff like that. I like that it's bringing light to it. When I was watching it, I thought it was kind of silly. But, you know, as as the seasons unravel, I could see that being more prevalent and something I would pay attention to, really, and kind of watch this person deal with their, you know, their mental health journey. But I didn't mind it. I thought that the songs were funny enough to keep me engaged. Yeah, they were good. They were catchy. They were good. I had similar feelings in that it was just kind of quirk. I mean, when it just like all of a sudden she started singing, I was like, oh, this just became a musical. Like, I had no idea that that was going to be the thing of it. Um, <laughs> it's funny because I think that she needs a little more, like I'm watching new girl right now and Jess is a quirky character. Now she's not mental illness, but she's quirky, right? But she's got these friends that kind of balance her out in different ways. And I think that's what Rebecca needs. She needs characters that kind of balance her out in unique ways. I think she hasn't quite found that yet the red paralegal isn't quite doing that role for me i hope that the bartender will be that filler that's my thinking anyway um well a new girl her best friend is the bartender yeah i know moving forward i think i i did when i was kind of looking up about mental illness i didn't run and read like a lot of spoilers about this show but i do think that it said at one point she's misdiagnosed and she really has um borderline personality disorder so That will be interesting to see play out. I think by the end, she's going to be on the road, quote unquote, the road to recovery, um, working through that and hopefully finding like her, like a real love. Like Josh is not her real love. Like he seemed weirdly immature for her. Um, Just not on the same page. And I just, I don't know. I didn't see it. So I hope that she'll find someone who's her real love, not just this infatuation. Yeah. She's going to end up with a bartender. That's the end of it. And then she's going to end up running her own firm or something. Or she becomes like the head of that one or some like those characters will be in there. You know, I just think she needs a couple good friends and, and you know, a couple things just kind of be her support system because her parents are clearly like not it. Well, the characters better be there because they're all actors and actresses we don't know. So it's not like they're going to be hard to afford to, to keep around for multiple seasons. Because usually when you got someone that's too big, you're like, yep. You could tell, but you know, usually with something like this, you're like, wow, they can keep this core group together for a long period of time. And I enjoy that. Yep. I agree. It's, it's very much, I think you're going to get a little bit of that like office type thing, right? When they're in the office together, those kind of antic type things, you're going to get this other side where she thinks she's looking for love, but really love is probably in front of her and she hasn't recognized it yet. Cause she's so like laser focused on Josh. So there's going to be a few different elements. Yeah, because judging from like the writer and like the crew on this, they all have very similar themes that go throughout most of their movies, things that they've worked on. Yeah, so it's kind of like you know how it's going to end up in the end. Yeah, and I hope that because people think this is so positive for mental illness, that there really is a journey to it, and they don't cop out like Empire. Right. Do not set up something and just jump out of it, please. Just because it's difficult. Yeah, just because it's hard. Like, exactly. Yeah, I'm kind of excited to see her journey. I think in the end, she's going to be on her way to being like her real self, whatever makes her like really happy. So I guess we'll find out. We'll listen to a few more songs. I might check out that YouTube channel. I might not. See how it goes. Um, (laughs) I don't think this is something I would generally watch. It's just not my cup of tea, but... I didn't think it was half bad. I, I'm, it doesn't have like an it factor to like bring this home, hammer it home. You know what I mean? There's nothing that yeah. makes me want to like stay past a pilot to see how it goes. Yeah. 
I'm interested to see when we have a guest on um, next episode, what kept her engaged and what kept, you know, similar viewers engaged and just kind of, you know, weigh it from there. Yeah, me too. I'm looking forward to doing the finale. Looking forward to our guests. So we'll see you all Thursday. We'll be back here. Enjoy thinking about West Covina tonight. Only two hours from the beach, four hours with traffic. Mm-hmm.